0: Hello and welcome to Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. As always, I am your host, Yell Teagle, and I'm joined by the incredible KB. Hello, KB.
1: Hello, hello to the wonderful Yell. How are you today? Doing great. So excited. We have a lot
0: to talk about.
1: I mean, honestly, though, I feel like we have less than normal. like we have less shows than normal. But um, today we're going to be talking about Invincible, which is um, a favorite of ours and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Flash and Supergirl. But before that, let's get into some news. So um, if you have not heard by now, the trench and new gods are not moving forward at uh, DC Warner Brother Films. Um, sucks, and it's reportedly because uh, you know they just had the Snyder cut. And the Snyder Cut, you know, did a lot of the dark side lore. And uh, yeah, so they're just going to put it on pause. What I do appreciate, though, is that, you know, Warner Brothers did put out a statement and say, if they decide to move forward with these films, then the two creatives attached to it will remain. So they're not going to switch that up, um, which is, is great, just because I, I feel like they had a vision for these two films. That would have been really great to see. But I also feel like we see all the same villains all the time. So I'm sure we could do something. And also since technically, I guess, the Snyder Cut is not really in the DCEU, then why couldn't we? But yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, all great questions. Uh, over on the Marvel side, we got some trailers this week. Uh, if you have not yet seen the Black Widow or Loki trailer, uh, both of those are linked below, available on fanversation.com to check them out. Um, but let's start with the black widow trailer what did you think how you feeling
1: oh i feel the same way i've felt the entire time i don't i have no i have no excitement or feelings around this film um i just feel like it's 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 just too late for me so in my mind i'm kind of i've already moved on um i say all that to say um you know if you're following me on twitter um, or, you know, if we're friends, IRL, then, you know, I'm obsessed with The Mummy. It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. So I adore <laughs> Rachel Wise. however, <laughs> I mean, I do, I feel like that type of chemistry doesn't exist anymore in films like mm-hmm. between her and Brendan Fraser. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, adore, adore, adore. Um, and so I am curious to see kind of what these new characters bring in the sense that obviously it takes place uh, takes place in the past. So I don't know what that means for them moving forward, um, but my excitement about it is still pretty even keeled. So what what about you?
0: How do you I'm feel about I'm excited early? about it. Look, I wanna see this movie. That's it, I just, everyone knows how impatient I am because uh, you've either seen me on anything uh, or you've heard, <laughs> or you've been my, on my Twitter. Um, I'm impatient and I just wanna see it and it looks like it's gonna be a fun action movie which is what I want. I want a fun action movie. Um, and so I just wanna see it.
1: I mean, I will of course hold my opinions and, and obviously, you know, if my opinion changes based on seeing it and then all of a sudden I'm like, wow. Um, but I am, I am wild for, about Rachel. So I mean, like, I think that's it. Um, I am though, however, getting into Loki Uh, uh, what feels like a hundred times more excited. Um, So I have been super excited about Loki from the moment. Also, he's one of my favorite villains in the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so I adore Tom Hiddleston. And so this time traveling kookiness, um, which a lot of people brought up on Twitter really uh, just feels a lot like DC's Legend of Tomorrow, yeah. um, is just going to be so exciting for me. And then also uh, woomi's in it, Sasha's in it, Gugu's in it, which I'm thrilled to see those um, three black women on screen in this as well. And yeah, I've always been excited for Loki and this trailer was bomb. And it looks like we may see uh, a little, we had a little teaser that, you know, maybe Miss uh, Black Widow is in there uh, in the film as well. We did see that, but we also know that this is a time traveling movie. So literally anything is possible.
0: Show, time traveling show.
1: Well, show, sorry. Yes, Yes. time traveling series. So we know that anything uh, is possible, but we also know that that does not mean that Black Widow will be back in full form. I don't want to assume that.
0: Can't right. Assume. I'm so excited about this. Honestly, uh, when everything was announced way back when that all these you know little shows were about to come out, I was most excited about WandaVision. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, okay, Loki. The more I see, the more excited I am. Um, I love time travel. Anyone who's heard me in the past few weeks knows that I would not shut up about Twelve Monkeys. Like, I love a time travel show um so i'm here for that i'm not the big i'm not a hiddleston or whatever they're called like i like tom hiddleston i think he's a great actor i like the character of loki i think it's interesting and fun i'm not this is not this is not my fandom i'm excited about the show it looks good um i like the idea that it's time travel therefore we can see people who are dead because it's we're hopping through time yeah this trailer is impressive i'm very excited about this I imagine that Loki will result in the same kind of internet shenanigans that WandaVision did with weekly deep dive theories, nitpicky Easter eggs. I imagine we're going to go back to that with Loki in a way that we're not doing with Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, so I will say, when they announced all the shows, Loki was my top one. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, my interest is all the way already there. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, yay, let's get to that one, because that's the one that I'm uh, most thrilled about. It's already been. Plus, that soundtrack in this trailer, also bomb. <laughs> And so I'm just like, you guys are really selling me on this series when quite frankly, you didn't even have to. So, um, because this is my fandom, So I was like, you could have said anything and I would have been like, I'm in. So uh, yeah, (laughs) definitely looking forward to that for sure. So moving over to a new studio or another studio with a new superhero series uh, with the trailer that just dropped. So Jupiter's Legacy is coming out on netflix rapidly approaching because it's only one month away um and i don't know i'm kind of digging that it's kind of dark like i it's not like super dark but it's it's darker than i guess what we're what we're kind of seeing currently Mm -hmm. um in the superhero space on tv Uh, minus invincible i feel like nothing's as dark as that right now because it gets real dark real fast but yeah Um, I'm, i'm digging it i don't know how are you feeling about the trailer
0: I honestly up until the trailer I was like whatever this looks like another thing Um, and this trailer kind of sold me it gives me um, yes definitely a dark I feel almost not the boys type of dark and absurd but like there's something about this idea of superheroes and people living with them that's interesting um it almost also feels like i am a big sky high fan so it feels like an adult dark version of sky high oh. um like these are the kids of the superheroes now having to take over it reminds me also of that other netflix superhero show we could be heroes where the little kids we're <laughs> the next generation. So I'm down. If you haven't watched the trailer again, this one is available at fanversation.com, link in the description below. But I was not excited and this trailer kind of sold me on it and now I want to yeah. see it.
1: I'm kind of curious because I think something that really hasn't been tapped into kind of in the superhero genre space is the aging of superheroes. Mm. And I think that's what most intrigues me about this show because we don't really get to see them in the aging process or being elderly parents or grandparents or anything outside of just kind of their superhero prime, I'm gonna put Mm -hmm. that in quotes. So it's kind of interesting to see them age and to see them kind of rear the next generation of superheroes in their own kids and what that looks like and also what that means for their careers, because they haven't completely stopped, but you can tell that they've slowed down from the trailer. Mm -hmm. So I am curious uh, about that take. I think that that's what's most interesting to me about the potential of the show.
0: It almost reminds me of the Watchmen movie um, Mm. in that we, uh, the like generational bit yes. of it, um, so there's yeah. a little bit of that in there as well.
1: Yeah, I'm um, curious. I mean, I'm like y'all. Y'all definitely sold me. Uh, I mean, I knew I was going to watch it regardless. <laughs> like to be honest, but I am like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So um, if
0: you're watching us live and and you have thoughts, let us know in the uh, in the chat right yeah. now. If you're watching us later. Be sure to check out those uh, trailers, links below, and comment and let us know which of these we said, Jupiter's Legacy, Loki, and Black Widow. What are you looking forward to?
1: Ooh, yeah, let us know. Yeah, and tag us on on Twitter. You know, once you tell us kind of what's your favorite one or the one that you're most excited about. Um, and final news: we just have some things that are in production, super exciting. So Naomi for the CW. By Ava DuVernay is in production as of yesterday. Production started, and then there have been photos that have been out. So I'm super excited about this one. And also, Yell is super excited about Powerpuff, and it is officially filming in Atlanta right now <laughs> as of today. The pilot is. So um, we'll have to see kind of what happens with these two uh, and see if. Powerpuff gets picked up to series based on this uh, (laughs) wild pilot that I'm sure that they're shooting now. Uh, And lastly, (laughs) Black Adam has more people in it, which this is starting to feel a little bit like the Suicide Squad with the amount of people in it, because every day it feels like there's uh, more casting. But I'm not mad at the diversity uh, of casting that you know Dwayne Johnson has kind of put together for this project, so I won't complain about that. But it is funny. Uh, so anyway, you know, Dwayne Johnson has added Tony nominee James Kusati Moyer to the cast, of course, uh, and you know uh, he was actually seen last in Jeremy O'Harris's controversial play, Slave Play. Uh, And so super excited to kind of see, you know, where this goes. We have no idea what role uh, he is going to be portraying quite yet. So they're keeping that pretty close to the chest. Um, But yeah, excited that, you know, there's more casting uh, going around for this. I'm excited to see this film in 2022, so I will not complain.
0: I am excited to see the film as well. I am amused that it seems like every week we have new casting news from this movie um but that is uh, those are the headlines that's the news uh for this week so before we dive into our shows let us consider this your official spoiler warning we are going to be talking about supergirl the flash falcon winter soldier and invincible you have been warned let's jump into supergirl first Uh, Here is the quick cap for episode two, A Few Good Women. While Lex faces trial for his crimes, John and Alex try to save or try to access the Phantom Zone to rescue Supergirl. Um, What did you think of this episode? Now that it's the season premiere, essentially, this is where we would have started the season, I think.
1: Is it, though? Because I don't know if they had... Well, no, seriously. I don't know if they had like two or three episodes disrupted by the virus, I'm not sure, or if it was just one. Um, But I will say this episode was not for me. Um, I didn't find it nearly as intriguing as the premiere. Um, I didn't really like the pace. As I've mentioned before, Lex as a villain is kind of exhausting to me in the sense that like I'm not seeing anything fresh from Lex and so this remains the same like did I think Lex was actually going to go to prison no and so you know (laughs) when that didn't happen I was like of course not like it wasn't it wasn't shocking I guess Mm -hmm. in any way and so you know Kara being reunited with her father um in the phantom zone that was probably the most intriguing part of this for me, but otherwise I really just felt like it was, you know, everyone was either focused on getting her out of the Phantom Zone, which I knew we were not going to have this episode, like it would have just happened too quickly. Um, and, and or putting Lex behind bars, which I also knew wasn't gonna happen. So I guess I just kind of was like, okay um i did kind of enjoy this um vampire character um i wish it was i wish he were actually a vampire (laughs) i don't know why but maybe that would have made it more exciting for me um but yeah i mean overall it was just okay how did you feel about this episode
0: i actually enjoyed this episode um i the vampire was the most interesting part i love the idea that the vampire stories came from this alien like i think that's so cute um, it reminds me of how on Grimm they used to be like, oh well, this story is a thing, and historically it was a thing. Like these were things in history. I like when, when a show will take a mythology and tie it into the show's reality. I think that's a really fun thing to do. So this vampire was, by far, the most interesting part of the episode. Um, and if he does not return, then what a disappointment. Um, I think. The phantoms being in the phantom zone is interesting and fun. Uh, I like the idea that there are phantoms there. Um, I agree. Lex, again, is like one of the most boring villains, and I wish that we, I honestly wish we had wrapped him up, like put him in jail, wrapped him up. That said, I could have sworn when we first started him this show, he was in prison and broke out. So like, even if he went to jail, it wouldn't have been the end, which is a bummer. Um, So yeah, I enjoyed it. I did have some disappointment, but I did like this episode. I didn't mind it. I think Car and her dad are kind of interesting. I think this is the first time we've really like seen him. So I like that idea that he's been stuck in the Phantom Zone. Um, I love that the Phantom Zone got split up because of the crisis. I think that's fascinating and I like that twist. Um, I don't like that her dad is kind of a bummer. And I don't like that she's <laughs> she's like, I got to get out and you know, whatever. And he's like, no, it's safer to just let it be and live your life here. This is it. Like, really? Supergirl's dad is like, yeah.
1: well- He's, he's just, like a pessimist. He's a uh, honestly. <laughs> And you're like, okay, maybe this is why she's so positive, but I don't know. Like, I mean, the fact that she clearly did not grow up with him, maybe right. that helps her her. Her chances, because he's definitely a pessimist for sure. Yeah, he's a Debbie Downer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I was very surprised about that, and it it made me wonder, um, like, well, who would she who would she have been had she grown up with him as a father?
1: Like, who would she have been like? What characteristics mm-hmm. and kind of traits would she have picked up in her family and from whom? Yeah. And she maybe would have a bit more realism. Like I think that what makes Supergirl Supergirl is that, you know, she does have like this positive outlook on virtually everything. That's why she mirrors Barry Allen in so many ways, in the sense that like they view the world with such a lightness and mm-hmm. uh, you know, over darkness. So it's interesting. Yeah, you're right, who she would have become if she would have, you know, uh grown up with him. <laughs> But also, to be fair, he has been in the Phantom Zone for a very long time, so I don't know that I would be positive either if I had been trapped in this Phantom Zone. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe I wouldn't be able to, to be positive either. I don't know.
0: What kind of... I mean, if that's the case, then I would love to see her evolve into... I'm going to call her Oliver Queen, because that's what I feel <laughs> like... That's where I feel like she's headed. If she gets stuck like here... Like a Phantom in version? Of- yeah, like, just... You know, Debbie Downer, like I'm doing what I can, kind of guy. Um, the way Oliver did from that island. Um, yeah, that was the episode basically. There wasn't a lot going on. Um, this weird dreamer brainy situation. Like, I I don't like him kind of mansplaining her powers to her. Um, like, let her let her train, let her get to it. He doesn't need to be all you know, I got to help you because no one else will. Like, let her figure it out.
1: I mean, I feel like last episode, like I was okay with them kind of reconciling and, you know, the forgiveness piece and like, Mm -hmm. let's move forward. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, totally agree. I don't feel like any uh, woman should be mansplained about anything. Uh, But on the other hand, he is an expert. So it's kind of hard because it's like, technically, I mean, he is brainy for a reason. So he is kind of an expert in some things that she just may not be aware of. So it's hard, but I think also because his personality is very, I don't know the word, like even tone, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's just very, I think that like, it also can come across in a way that is not meant to be mansplaining, but like there is no other tone for for
0: him. him. (laughs) She's like struggling because she's got this internal, you know, what if I fail? And he's like, look, you're not using your powers the way that I know you can. Here is how you do it. Like, sir, let her get there. But
1: also it's totally fine to have that fear to have mm-hmm. that you know um uncertainty to have all of the right. emotions around the powers that that dreamer is having so it's just like oh okay <laughs> but also there's only one line with brainy so it's kind of like yeah he could be telling her that the sky is blue and it would still be like the sky is blue you know what i mean like yes. and you'd be like oh okay
0: <laughs> absolutely um, all right, any other thoughts or should we get to rating this episode?
1: Let's rate it, let's rate it.
0: I think I know where you stand on this, uh, but how are you feeling? Cause here we rate things on a scale from poop to kittens or a spoon in between. Where are you sitting?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna sit at a poop. This episode was definitely a poop for me cause I wow. did not really enjoy it. Um, again, the stuff with Kara and her father was like intriguing to me, but also didn't last like long enough for it, for that to carry the episode for me, if that makes sense. Um mm-hmm. And so, you know, the vampire's cool, but like we'll probably be underutilized and may maybe in the next episode, but also may die based right. on that ending. So yeah. I'm like, ah. so yeah, for me, I did not really enjoy this episode at all. It actually took me a really long time to get through it because I was like, <sighs> so I'm hoping that we, do a couple of things and one of those things would be get rid of lex i think that would be my and not that the actor is doing a bad job i just need more from the character or i need the character to die what about you how are Um, you rating this episode because you said you enjoyed it so i think i know where you're headed
0: yeah i'm giving it a kitten this was a fun episode it wasn't the best episode it's not like wow i loved it but i had a good time i i had a really good time i think you're right the vampire is probably dying next episode uh which is a bummer because i really like him um, but yeah, I, I'm giving it a kid. I'm giving it a kid. Good.
1: good. Okay. So what do you feel like is going to happen next episode apart from the vampire dying? Cause I think we're both on one accord there. But. Yeah.
0: The, the vampire is going to unfortunately die. I think the phantom zone is going to be where we're going to be for these four episodes. I think we have until we return to Superman and Lois. Um, I assume car is staying there for the time being. This Lex Lena mama Luther thing is like, who can, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I don't I think we're my prediction is we're staying in the Phantom Zone for the next four episodes or until after Superman and Lois. What about you? What are your predictions?
1: Uh yeah. Maybe if they killed Mama Luther, it would be more intriguing because then it would create some sort of conflict between the siblings. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. Um Yeah, I have zero predictions. Um, I have no idea where we're going to go. You know, Superman does not come back until May 18th, if I remember correctly. So we have a very long time to go. Um, And I'm not entirely sure what that means for Supergirl and what that's going to mean for um, any of the characters. But I guess one prediction that will certainly be true is that Kara will come back to Earth. (laughs) And so um, will Kara have a job when she comes back to Earth? Now that is a good question. Probably not, um, because you know she's been gone for a while, and quite frankly, William is probably going to take her spot. So here we are, you know, there we are. <laughs> All right. So next. Let's dive into the flash. Here's the quick cap for episode 6, the one with the 90s. Cisco and Chester travel back in time and get stuck in 1998, repeating the same day over and over again. The key to returning home is at Chester's childhood home, but he refuses to visit. So, how are you feeling about this 90s episode overall?
0: I enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I think the the Cisco and Chester stuff was super fun. I enjoyed revisiting 98. I think that was a really uh, a good time. I, I had a really fun time in this episode. I think the like Nora stuff is interesting. I'm almost, there was something about the way um, that Cisco was naming the different forces. Something about the way Nora reacted that I went something's off here and the way that she was saying they're coming after her but it then seemed that the time god didn't even know about her didn't know about the others um there's something off about nora that's that's how i felt but i did enjoy this episode what did you think
1: yeah i absolutely loved this episode i had a fabulous time growing up in the 90s 98 was a good Good time for me Um, you know, I don't recall it being too tragic. Um, and so, you know, I love seeing them in their bright clothing. I love the throwbacks to blockbuster and pop culture references and music and t-shirts. I was like, oh, this is divine. Um, the stuff with Chester's father was not as intriguing to me as it could have been, I am glad that he got that closure that he needed, but I kind of felt like it wasn't really necessary for us to go back to that specific date for him to heal in order to save this. Like, I I didn't think those two connected well. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, we have to go back to December 4th, you know, 1998, so that he can heal. It just was kind of like, what is the greater picture? And I don't think that that was kind of necessarily clear. Um, I had a great time in this episode, but I will say this thing where they just talk villains off the legend I mean, off the ledge, gosh, yeah. I am like, I want that to end. Like this, this whole like pep talk thing, which is crazy because he gave the Time God a pep talk, AKA Dion, a pep talk. And then Dion was like, ha whatever. And I was like, oh yay, it didn't work. Actually I was thrilled. Cause I was like, I'm tired of these pep talks. Yeah. <laughs> but then it, Worked kind of like Dion- the time. God is still missing, but they get to go back to their normal lives. And I was like, "Oh, this ending is not what I expected."
0: But no, you make really great points. um It was another talk him down, and his his thing was like, "You're wrong," and then he was like, "I'm gonna go do this elsewhere." <laughs> like, right? What?
1: And um, I was like, "Wait, so wouldn't that like?" screw up time even worse, but then they got back. So I was just like, this ending, my goodness, I don't Mm -hmm. know. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's definitely something with Nora and Barry because Barry is mad suspicious in a way that he's never been in all of the seasons. And quite frankly, it's dramatically different from his character because again, like I was just talking about Kara, like Barry is such a light. He's always positive, he's always trusting people and I get it, like granted, he's also a bit naive because he is constantly constantly getting the wool pulled over his eyes. Yeah, But there is something with Nora to your point and how she reacted when um, they were naming them, but also how she reacted when she found out that like Barry's mom had been murdered. How do you not know that if you're the speed force? It's literally the key, right? Uh, like that's weird. And then also when Iris invited her to stay at their home, Barry looked at her like, girl, we do not just invite people into our home without having conversation. Like he looked at her like, I know you didn't just invite this uh, speed force entity into our home. So it's something with the two of them that's real off, like, and I don't I don't know what it is. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of before the reveal that Iris wasn't herself, that she was switched to the mirror, that I was like, she's obviously not her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I that. keep being like, this is not Mary. Yeah, yeah, like, but why wouldn't it be? It's so weird because it's like, I don't know, maybe this is still that same version that had too much be forced in like not enough empathy mm. and, or something, I don't know, but Maybe. it's, I don't know. I don't think there have been enough clues to tell us like what's happening. Um, and then, you know, kind of elsewhere, there's just like killer frost and Caitlin learning how to cohabitate, which I was right. like, whatever y'all. And then killer frost being like, I don't care, come after me. And I was like, cool. Cause you're going to die. So here we are.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. Um, uh, let's write this episode from poop to kittens where are you standing
1: yeah so i really really enjoyed this episode i'm giving it a kitten i had fun thank you for the 90s things that i want in life um i will say it definitely reminded me a lot of doom patrol and the street like mm. that whole thing when they were trying to figure danny. out who like, was controlling it, it reminded me of, of danny and that episode and that whole feel It was very doom patrol-esque um which you know was mad at so i adored it so how about you how are you rating this episode how did you feel
0: i'm also giving it a kitten i had a great time i loved the 90s references i love i love time travel um it was really fun i do think that this nora and the time gods and like all of these forces thing has to we've named them now there's maybe one more that we have to meet and then we're going to deal with it i think um, so think, let's get on with it.
1: I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think I saw five flashes of lightning, I believe. So I think right. that we will meet the fifth one, uh, probably next episode. If they're doing it right, who knows, but yeah, what are your predictions for next episode? How do you feel about where we're going with these, uh, what are they called now forces with these forces. I don't even know all of their names, but
0: with the yeah, I, I think i think we'll meet the next one and then we'll find out what they want and that nora's one of them and that the five of them need to come together to make a mega zord um i think that we (laughs) we're gonna make our 90s references um i yeah i think that's where we're headed i don't know what else is happening i think the frost thing it's gonna end up with her having to rejoin caitlyn so that she doesn't get in trouble or caught or whatever um I think it's odd that we have not seen Cisco's girlfriend, but have heard her name every episode. Um, So like, let's see what's happening. Let's have Iris go back to work. Let Iris work. (laughs) What about you? What are your predictions?
1: Um, you know how I feel about them naming people every episode and not being there? Like, I don't care. Don't tell me their names. if, If I don't physically see them, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, Iris was working last episode, wasn't she? I think she was. I don't know. Anyway, look, at the end of the day, I just feel like we need to know what's up here. And most importantly, we need to know what's up with Barry, because I am wildly confused. And then also, I guess, do we have our answer that Tom Kavanaugh's not coming back? I haven't seen any press on that at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess there is no Wells this season. Like, what does that mean? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. But it was interesting, because I was talking to a friend last night and they thought Bart was gonna appear um, like sooner. And I was like, oh no, Bart's at the end. And I think we and we have a shortened season this year, so Bart's really at the end. So uh, how all of this ties into Bart, I don't know. I feel like this was the sixth episode and I believe we're doing 18 this season.
0: Oh no, you didn't.
1: <laughs> no, I'm still here. Okay, still you here. said and I. Oh no, it was just my brain moving a little bit slowly. So I think that we're doing 18, which means we only have 12 left. And I have no idea what's happening in terms of like the overall overarching story. So surprise, I don't know. Um, Guess we're gonna find out.
0: Yep, we'll see. All right, let's move it along to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Here's the quick cut for the third episode power broker uh, to find the source of the super soldier serum. Sam and Bucky must scale a ladder of low life starting in Mandrapur with Zemo. What did you think of this episode?
1: I thought that it was just OK. Um, okay. I feel like I'm being disappointed by the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, in a lot of ways. And to be quite honest, I didn't have any expectations going in, but I feel like it's not very smooth. Like things are happening, but what is the point? Like we we broke Zemo out when really the the star and the true helper is is Sharon. Like we could have just actually used Sharon. We didn't actually need to break out Zemo. So, like, what is the purpose there? Um, you know, I feel like Bucky didn't get a lot of lines and wasn't, you know, as communicative in the films. Now, Bucky, uh, Bucky, Bucky. Now, Bucky is co-headlining a series and still barely talks. Um, or like when Bucky talks, he really doesn't say anything. I think that is poignant or really matters in the direction of where we're going. Um, they often drop these nuggets about race that, like okay, what is the context? Where are we going with this? What are we doing? Um, You know, Isaiah as the first super soldier, aka the first true Captain America being underutilized is a huge pain point of mine. And every episode, again, since y'all know how I feel about bringing people's names up and then not doing anything, they bring Isaiah up every episode. And what? So I just feel like it's, it's a lot of like, and, and, And then like Zemo telling Sam about Marvin Gaye's album and how it like really captures the African-American experience. How would you know you are not American and you're definitely not black. So I'm confused about what's (laughs) happening here. It just was like, I. uh. so for me, Sharon really was the best part of this episode period. I mean, in my personal opinion, and even she was grossly underutilized in a lot of ways and just left and we're stuck with Zemo. And I was just like, I don't know. How did you feel about this episode?
0: I feel the same way I felt about the last two episodes is like, we're building something. Let's build it. Like, why are we taking so long to get to whatever it is we're going? And yes, I understand how TV works and that we need a journey, but like, we don't even know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going. Um, And I feel like we're missing a lot and moving very slowly. Um, And I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I love the action sequences. Um, Absolutely loved it. Um, Watching Sharon kick ass was so fun. I would love more of that
1: yeah i feel like you know to your point this is actually the mid-season point this is the mid-season finale and i still know nothing so i don't understand how i'm like "Mm, you know is it's truly it um io is back so you know cool Um, will IO be grossly underutilized potentially, um, mostly because that's what I'm seeing from all these characters. So Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, it just doesn't feel like a continuous story. Um, but to your point, the action is always exciting. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, let's rate it.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go with a kitten. I had a good time. I mean, I have some complaints, but I had a good time. It was fun. Sharon was great. I loved seeing her. I love that she was promoted from the, well, not from the beginning, but I would say from the first trailer that dropped, we knew that she would be there. So the fact that it took us till the mid season to get her is kind of sad and that she then leaves. Are we not seeing her again? Is that it? Is this is this is—is this all we're using her for? Cause that's a bummer. But I did enjoy myself. I'm giving it a kitten. What about you?
1: I'm giving it a spoon. Um, I didn't hate it but i still don't understand where we're going. um i personally feel like i'm prepared for us never to see sharon again in the series. like i'm just going to be prepared just like we have not seen isaiah again, i'm prepared that we won't see sharon again. Mm-hmm. so i'm just going to, you know, go ahead and do that. um yeah, i just i think my biggest issue is that i don't know how this is going to tie in overall too. that's like a huge concern for me. right? But. Here we are with my spoon. So what do you predict <laughs> <laughs> will happen next week
0: or this I'm gonna week? I'm going to throw some oh, wild out. Sharon's the power broker.
1: Oh, cool. That's actually That's an my interesting prediction. theory. And that would be amazing to see. Um, do I love that theory? Sure. Do I think that that will happen? No. I don't know. My expectations are on the floor. So honestly, I, I don't know. Um, I will say I'm curious to see because I, I see now that they're trying to spin Carly even more as the villain which mm. you know I'm not really loving um, just because her intentions are good and you know here we are trying to do that so I'm I'm curious to see what happens. Um, the hottie she was with love to see more of him um, and <laughs> I just you know who knows? Maybe, maybe what will maybe what will happen is that Io kills Zemo um as payback for you know killing um King T'Chaka, which I'm like, cool, that actually would make sense mm-hmm. um in so many ways. So maybe we'll get that. I don't know. But I feel like right now how I feel about predictions on this show is
0: I think, honestly, the Carly thing uh, feels like they were like she has her intentions are good. What she wants is good. So it has to be and I hope it turns out to be that like it's almost a Marikuru thing that the whatever version of super soldier serum they have is messing with her mind. And that's why she's gotten to the, you know, casualties don't matter um, Mm. part of her thing. So I would like that.
1: I mean, really, uh, what I'm hoping the reveal is is that John Walker is truly the problem. Oh, absolutely. I want John to go. So maybe the reveal is John is the bad guy. (laughs) I don't know. I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. All right. So lastly, let's dive into Invincible. (laughs) I'm excited. Here's the quick cap for the episode for the fourth episode called Neil Armstrong Eat Your Heart Out, which is. (laughs) ridiculous. Uh, It's two firsts for Mark, a first date and a first trip to another planet. At the same time, Nolan and Debbie revisit their own first vacation together. So how are you feeling about Invincible this week?
0: Um, I think this was so far the least favorite episode, but still a great episode, Um, but not the best. Care to elaborate? Why do you? I I think that, you know, it was a little bit boring compared to the previous episodes. Got it. Um, I think the date stuff, I'm not a big fan of. That was not for me. I didn't really care. You know, I feel about emotions. Um, I think the Nolan and Debbie thing, the more we see them together, the more I'm like, how could she be with him? Literally. Um, Specifically when they were on their date and and the, the dragon, and he's like, I'm here with you. No! <laughs> um, so that was annoying. The Mars stuff was interesting. Um, but but still, I would say the my most disappointed episode so far.
1: Yeah, I will say this was the slowest episode. I'm kind of mm-hmm. used to kind of the pace of the series now. Definitely the slowest episode. Um, for me, just in general, I'm kind of always like, Debbie, girl, now you know Nolan is, peak fuck boy. (laughs) And um, yeah, like, why would you be with him? He's terrible. Um, For me, the dragon part, like wasn't the real reason why he's terrible. Like, yeah, that was awful. But like, also superheroes need time off too. So like, I understand the dichotomy of both. (laughs) But for me, it was mostly just like, she should have trusted her gut. Like she makes a a statement that, oh, after that first date, I was done with you. But then Mm -hmm. I saw you save kids on TV. And I gave you another chance like no girl. Mm-mm. That's you should have said. just immediately said no that gut instinct no so you know um uh i say that but really we need invincible we need mark's purity and we need marks you know heroism but girl you still need to run right now it's never too late so um the damien dark blood stuff always interesting to me Mm -hmm. Because also Damien has pure intentions. And I love that, like what we see here is that, you know, the feds know that Damien didn't do it. Actually, right now they know technically that Nolan is the one who did it. But to keep up appearances, Cecil's like, oh, I got to send you back to hell. And I'm like, "Okay, well, we know where Cecil's allegiance lies. And Mm -hmm. that's clearly with the organization and no one else um i love that damian found his way out of hell though because at the end of the episode he right in that closet (laughs) so i was like damian wasted no time getting out of hell was like oh well guess what i'm still on a mission to prove that your husband is a farce so um yeah overall like i think the stuff with mark and amber is cute but like It's kind of annoying to me because I know he's going to break up with her so that he can be with Adam Eve. Like, it's very clear that that's gonna happen. And I'm like, oh gosh, okay. I mean, like on one hand, I get it though. Like, it's real hard being a superhero dating a non-superhero and and lying to them constantly. And like, there's definitely gonna be that tension and that friction, but you know, I still kind of want them to be together um and then i think you know the last part was pretty interesting is robot making super babies is he killing regular babies you know we saw him take a bit of blood from rex and uh then he's just you know at that that with that baby (laughs) and uh he inserts the blood sample and i'm like so are you building superhero babies or are you killing them no one knows on this show it could be both who knows so yeah curious to see where it goes so how are you rating this episode.
0: I'm still giving it a kitten. Um, I look, I, I enjoyed all these things this week. I um, I like this show. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm stoked for this. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm giving, giving it a a
1: kitten. kitten. Yeah, great. I'm giving it a kitten too. Like I actually had a really good time with this episode, even though it was a little bit slower pace than we're used to. I'm still like, well, you know what, I adore Mark and the Grayson's and uh, you know, it's wild and next episode can only be wilder. And ironically, the Mars stuff. I was just like, meh, for me, you know, um, I was more intrigued by like, come on guys, what's happening on the ground with Damien and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Cecil and everyone. But yeah, so what do you predict is going to happen in episode five, which is just two sleeps away?
0: Um, I'm not sure about the next episode, but I do believe that uh, the season is going to end with Mark going up against his dad. Like I think that's where we're building to, is a big showdown between the two of them.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that Mark is going to realize that his father is not who he portrays himself to be. Mm -hmm. But I am curious, though, because I still stand by my theory that there is something off with Nolan and I don't necessarily think it is just him. Mm. I still kind of think there could be some sort of either it's someone else pretending to be him and he is, you know, kind of captured somewhere or, um, to your point, I think you had mentioned mind Mind control control. at some point, it does seem very off. And Normally I do trust Debbie's judgment. Um, you know, so I'm not 100% sold that this is just who he is. Um, but Chow, maybe it is because people wear a lot of masks. So, it's, you know.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the things when you think back to the first episode is we meet him through the episode. This is who he is. And then the episode ends with him killing everybody. And that was when I went, this seems like mind control. But since then, the way he's behaved has been like, a you all were wrong and didn't know him. And now you do. Um, and so it's interesting how much we want to believe that it's not him.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And, and it's because, too, you know, technically the very first scene that we see him in when he saves, it's actually Debbie, when he saves Debbie and the other soup, you know, with the car, mm-hmm. he's kind of a douchebag in that scene, too, though. Like, actually, very much so. So it's like, you know, he's like, OK, well, I did show up. At least you're welcome. Like, it's kind of like, oh, gosh. But I don't know enough about Viltrumites to speculate any more than that. So sure. here we are.
0: All right, well, that takes us to our uh, usual um, segments. Let's start with our performer of the week. Who do you have for performer of the week this week?
1: Yeah, I'm going with uh, Emily Van Camp, who I adore from Revenge and also was BA on that show and kicking a whole lot of butt just like Sharon Carter. So I think she came in and did her thing in this episode and was super killer and I adored it. So yeah, that's my pick for the week.
0: I totally agree. I think that she was definitely a standout and I'm gonna be really bummed if that's all we get from her.
1: Listen, I know that she she also is on a TV show. So right. I don't know also that like scheduling worked out for that, um, you know, to film this or what it looks like. Cause you know, COVID did a lot of things yeah. and, and she is, a, on another show but we'll see um so who do you have for character style icon of the week and i feel like we have lots of picks because actually what i did appreciate about this week's episodes there were a lot of costumes, you know, mm-hmm. it was different from usual episodes. So I appreciate that. So who you got?
0: Um, so from The Flash, I loved uh, Frost and Iris's 70s looks. I think those were so great and so fun. But I also uh, have to give it to uh, Sam from SMI- as Smiling Tiger in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think that was just such a fun, loud suit. What about you?
1: Yeah. yeah. Definitely going with Sam as Smiling Tiger from The Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I just thought everything just looked so great. And the colors, like I'm actually curious who did the costuming that episode because I thought that that was flawless. Uh, and then from The Flash, I'm gonna go with Iris and Joe. So Iris's 70s gear was amazing. Um, Joe, I loved his suit, but he definitely was not in the 70s. And he definitely looked like he was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit which also is like a hidden gem of mine. And so I was like, Oh, yay. Um, but I loved both of their looks. So I was just like, Oh, I'm so excited about all these costuming. And then honorable mention, honestly, will go to Cisco and Chester when they yes. arrived at the high school and they changed into their peak nineties gear, adore.
0: I totally agree. And really that outfit that they did, I was thinking about it. And I was like, if they dressed like that, they would have been considered like very stylish, because those were very much like the kind of looks you saw people wearing on TV. And not mm-hmm. like the kind of looks that you would see at a normal high school, you know, what I mean, like, that was clearly the most stylish kid at that high school.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, impressive. it was very much like the kids that you would see on the 90s TV shows. Yeah, like, yeah, in, in person. Real
0: life. Yeah, it was yeah. really I just I was like, wow, they showed up and people probably were like, Wow, you must be rich. Like that's my thought. I loved it. All right. Let's move on to our OMG or WTF moment of the week. Uh, what did you have?
1: Yeah, so they were kind of slim this week. So one one of mine would be robot creating that baby soup or whatever he was doing with that that baby, because that was weird. And robot cannot be trusted, apparently um next that t-rex in the flash uh, i love a good t-rex i love jurassic park you know um so i'm like yes give me all of the 90s references in the flash um and then i guess one more surprise is when io showed up um from the Dormelage in you know the falcon and the winter soldier
0: how um, about you yeah. what
1: are your what are your moments
0: That was my moment um, was I O because I was not expecting that. Um, And as soon as he was following the beads, I was like, ooh, I wonder who it is. And I was really hoping it was a Koye, but that's fine. Um, I'm I'm cool with whoever we got. I just was very excited for it. So that was my uh, OMG moment of the week. Perfect. All right, before we we wrap up. Yeah, we got to tell everybody something big. Something big is happening. Um, We are doing a very special episode, uh, not uh, like on this special episode, but a very special episode of Super Lady Hero Hour this Friday at 11.30 a.m. Pacific, which is 2.30 p.m. Eastern. We are going to be talking about Thunder Force, which is a new uh, superhero movie on netflix which is coming out on friday so check that out and then join us live here also if you want to see the trailer for that i believe it is in the description below but until friday uh kb what are you up to where can everyone find you just
1: find me on social per usual at the lady kb t-h-e-l-a-d-y-k-a-y-b Instagram and Twitter only Uh, super excited for this live review of Thunder Force, which actually comes out on Friday. So you can watch it and watch us and get all of the scoop and the tea in real time. So what about you yell? Where can everyone find you?
0: I'm everywhere at Yel Teagle, that's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. You can check out my uh, after show for Law & SVU. We just covered the epic crossover event here on Fanversation. How did you feel about it? Oh, I felt great. I loved it. Uh, There was a lot to talk about, and you can check that out here on Fanversation um, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, I do a Twitch uh, stream where I try to play Zelda. And so if you like watching someone try, that's the stream. If you like watching someone succeed, it's not the stream for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's it. We'll see you Friday for our very special episode and we'll see you next week on Wednesday for more. Bye. Bye.